Welcome back to Off the Rails. Back in the area, man. It's been a couple weeks. Yep. I got DJ with me. This is Case. We're about to fucking run through all kinds of cool shit. Yeah. In five days, Game of Thrones is oh, back. I cannot wait. Oh, dude. So, if you're... I can't wait, and I'm also dreading it because it has to go away. Because it means it's getting close to the end. What are the things you think are 100% going to happen oh, man. this year? Ah, man, I have no idea on that because I hate to... Okay, something I, I can't give not you... Not me, not, not how it's going to end up. What things or conflicts are we going to see come I, to... I can end? almost guarantee you, uh, I, I, I'm going to be shocked if the Hound and the Mountain don't have it out at least once. I even have a feeling it might be something where the Mountain might be getting the best of the Hound and either Arya or Brian or somebody like that ends up saving him. You know what I mean? They fucking tag team and kill the mountain. You know what I mean? I'm going to shoot my shot. I'm going to tell you what I think is going to happen with okay. that particular. It's going to be poetic, man. So it's going to be like what you just said up until the end. I think the the, thing, the, the mountain's going to be fucking the hound up. Hound's going to be giving it 100%. Uh -huh. You know, it's Rocky on Drago here. Yep. He's going to be getting fucked up. But I think the... I think he's going to throw his brother into fire. Oh! But I think he's going to have to kill himself to do it, and himself have to go back into the fire. Yeah, that type be thing. The... I think that's going to be the poetic ending to that arc. Is I mean, what his brother did to him when he was little. I think it's going to come down to somehow there's going to be fire nearby. Yeah. And he's going to have to. He's scared to death of fire. Yep. But to kill his brother, he's going to have to, overcome, to, have to overcome it just to do that. I, that's how I feel. That's, that happen. feels like a Game of Thrones type ending too. Um, uh, you know, I hope that doesn't happen. I want the Hound to live because he's one of my favorite characters now. You know, he became one of my favorite. He's also hilarious. Like the Hound's funny, dude. Like uh, remember that episode where he's talking that shit to that dude, and he's like, "I'll have two chickens now." He's like, "And if you open your mouth, I'm gonna eat every fucking chicken in this place." You know, yeah. I, lo I love that part. You know, he's he's in little things too. He he. He would say witty things every once in a while. Little by little, the hound won me over, you know. But, you know, to where now he's like, he's fucking hanging out with Jon Snow. It's like, how did this all happen? Yeah. It's crazy how, you know, the first episode, the hound's a guest at Winterfell. Him and Jon don't even know each other. Now he's part of Jon's crew. It's yeah, the uh, biggest turn. Because he starts endearing himself to you as he's protecting... Um, Arya. Arya. And he kind of does uh, the first season when he protects his hands uh, from them dudes that's going to rape her. Yeah. Yeah. He shows he's not completely bullshit. But they, he's, and as his travels with her go on, then that turn happens. And then you see him again. You think he's dead. And he comes back basically like a peasant helping those dudes build that fucking yeah, church man. in the middle of nowhere. Then that shit happens to them. And he goes on a revenge tour. But then when he's with those dudes and he buries the, the people that he left to die. Yeah. But then they get him, and he's in that same building, and then Homeboy's looking at the fire, and it makes him look at the fire. Yeah. Tell me what you see. From that moment on, he's a good guy. He's yeah. a straight, has to turn all the way from heel to fucking face. Yeah, you know man. what I mean? Yeah. And then he's, and he's, he's one of them then. You know, he's still a, a prick, and, yeah. and he's hard as fuck, but that's what, that's what makes people like me and you like that. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That dude is hilarious. Yeah, like when Giant's Bane is talking to him, and he's like, uh, you're the hound, huh? He's like, and says a couple other things, and Hound's like, what, you want to suck my dick? Like that, and then he's like, he's like, dick? He's like, yeah, cock. And he's like, oh, cock, dick, I like it. He's like, you would. And he, he just kept, you know, just walks away. Yeah, yeah. dude, he, he's hilarious though too, man. Torn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Torn, yeah. Yeah, man, that, that, that show is so fucking thick with dope characters. 
So I'm, I'm, as you know, I'm rewatching it, getting geared up for this next coming season. Now we're five days away. I have two episodes left, by the way. That's where I'm at. Right now, I'm watching basically The Magnificent Seven, Stroll Behind the Wall. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then about to try to bring back a walker. Yep. Try to bring back one of, the, one of those fucks. Which I'm with you, man. Dude, if that whole story, story arc didn't exist, I'd still be cool. Yeah. If it was it's just, almost too much. It's it is. Like, it is. Uh, they need to get this resolution with these other fuckers. I know. I, I would rather it just be the, 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 them trying to... The, the pursuit of the throne. Yeah, the pursuit of the throne. I could just totally deal without the White Walkers. And they've taken over as the number one enemy now. But I hate Cersei so much in the Lannisters that I, I gotta see them fall. I don't, know if I, I don't even know if I hate the Lannisters. I hate Cersei. Yeah. All the other Lannisters I hated are dead. Yeah. But actually, two of the three that are alive I like. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny, right? But I still don't know, man. Tyrion's about to make a, a turn or something. It's... Yeah. And there's a big struggle with Sansa and Jon. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Uh, I can see ways where she ends up on the throne. Yeah. She's became ruthless. She adopted that from Littlefinger. That, that scheming and plotting all the while. And John's just too damn good to end up on the throne. You think so? Yeah, I think it'd be too obvious. And I think he's just... Too good. Too good it's to end up on the throne. Trouble. Yeah, man, he's going to... It's already has. Stick into his morals and shit. Got him killed once. <laughs> That's what I'm yeah, saying, man. man. He just, you know, and... I mean, Daenerys is obviously a strong... She's, she's got good odds. Uh-huh. She's got good odds. But it almost would be... You, I feel like we're not going to see exactly what's coming, coming. You know what I mean? You know, almost never do, right, with no. that show? It's never obvious, you know? No, man, I just... So much going on. Who who do you think's the baddest dude out of all of them, though? Like, who would be the guy you would roll with out of every character ever on that show? I'm in Mountain. The Mountain? Yeah. I Sir would, Gregor. I would take that dude that's only got about 30 seconds of... Uh, screen time in the entire story so far that dude Sir Arthur Dane that kills he's fighting with two swords and just yeah, walking yeah. running through dudes like and he gets stabbed from behind the mountain's the scariest guy for sure yeah, like he especially now especially now that he's a zombie like <laughs> he, black eyes and stuff like yeah he was scary enough like when the viper fought him how badass was that dude yeah, though yeah. Oberon Oberon Prince yeah Oberyn. I yeah. started seeing him in all kinds of stuff after that, man. That, that guy, that actor, like, I saw him in that, in the Game of Thrones, right? Then right after that, I saw him in um, Narcos on Netflix. Uh, he's in the first three seasons in Narcos. And then I saw him in, uh, what else did I see that motherfucker in? I've just seen him in a bunch of shit ever Have since you, then. Have uh, you seen The Umbrella Academy? No. Have you heard of it? No. It's on Netflix. It's almost like some X-Men meets like a fucking Royal Tenenbaum situation. Oh, wow. It's definitely weird. It's filmed yeah, it weird. it sounds weird. It's artsy. Fun. It's got some shit to it. Uh, basically, all these women, out of nowhere, become pregnant and give birth within seconds. There's like 23 occurrences that still happen at the same time. Well, this old man, who's super rich and like an inventor and all kinds of shit, like... He buys seven of the kids from the mothers, goes around the world, collects them, tries to train them to be superheroes and shit. All of them but one have powers. At least she doesn't have powers yet. Uh, but these are now they're all grown up and they're kind of dealing with this weird thing that they were like all... They're, they consider each other brother and sister, even though they're not. But yeah. they were all born all the same. You know, it's just a weird scenario. Uh -huh. 
But uh, the dude who plays Luther, who's this giant fucking human, he's dick on Tarly. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, dick on. Yeah, so yeah. He, when I was watching it, I'm kind of like, I know I've seen this fucker. And then literally as I'm re-watching the game, it kind of timed up to where I'm like, oh, that's that dude. I don't know where else I've ever seen him. But you see that Game of Thrones, man. They have... They've done that for so many actors exactly. for me. James Cosmo. I didn't. I knew I'd seen him before, but I didn't realize I had seen him in as many things as I had seen him in almost everything that goes historical. Like you know, he's in everything that goes to European history. History stuff. That motherfucker is in Braveheart. He's the he's the dad in Braveheart. The the mean ass dad that. You know, the guy they're holding down, and they he's got the wound on his shit, and they're like, here, you do it. And then the guy's like, no, here, you do it, and I'll, I'll hold him. You know, remember that guy, the, yeah. the mean-ass dad? And uh, he's in that new movie uh, with Chris Pine, the um, Robert, the Bruce, yeah, what was that called? Last Outlaw. Or Last Outlaw, the uh, Outlaw King. Outlaw King. Uh, yeah, he's in that. He plays Robert, the Bruce's dad, um, which is really weird because he... he played in Braveheart, which technically, you kind of imagine that being the same universe a little bit. I do anyway. I couldn't yeah. help it, you know. And he's playing, in that universe, he's kind of playing two different uh, characters, you know. Do you ever watch Clash of the Titans? Yeah, I've seen that. There's like three dudes. The Hound's in it. Davos is in it. Like, there's like tons of like crossover from that. Because I, uh, I, I watched that when it came out. It was, it's a decent movie. I like the second one too. So Clash I was at uh, Wrath of the Titans and Clash of the Titans. Okay, yeah, Wrath of the Titans. Yeah, that's that right. was the second one. Yeah, I so but I was at Walmart and they're both on the one disc for five bucks. I was like, yeah, fuck it. You know, I like both those movies. Uh -huh. So I this I'm rewatching those and I had already watched Game of Thrones in the meanwhile. When I seen the first Clash of the Titans, I had not watched any Game of Thrones. I didn't watch any Game of Thrones till four years ago. I, I was there was three whole seasons yeah. already in the books before yep. I started watching any of them. You know what I mean? I watched season four as it, un as it unraveled. Yeah. But uh, there's all types of crossover from there, man. I'll tell you another actor, Stannis Baratheon. Yeah, um, Stephen Delane. Yeah, he, what did we just see him in the other day? Um, I thought we were together and we saw him in something. But he's, oh yeah, no, it was, I was showing you a part from uh, that Winston Churchill movie. Yeah. Because I was showing you how good of an actor Gary Oldman was. Yeah, and he's in... Stannis Baratheon, King too. Yes, exactly. He's uh, the he's Longshanks yeah. in Outlaw King, and um, he's also in uh, that John Adams movie. Remember, I told you I finished it. Yeah, I've already seen that John Adams movie a long time ago. I started to watch because it's a seven part series on HBO, and uh, I got bored with it and then didn't finish it. And then when as I was finished it this time around, years later, I'm like, holy shit, fucking Stannis is Thomas Jefferson in this movie. You know, like. I uh, I had seen him and stuff before, and then the guy that plays Ben Franklin is the guy that plays Falcone in Batman Begins. Yeah, Tom Wilkinson. Okay, he's in a ton of shit. Yeah, he that plays Ben is. Franklin in that John Adams movie, and then Paul Giamatti plays John Adams. Dude, he's a good actor, man. Paul Giamatti. Yeah, like, yeah, dude. Yeah, he's a great actor. Yeah, he's super underrated. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, he doesn't get leading roles because he's like he's got that Steve Buscemi. Uh, First time I remember seeing him was in Donnie Brasco. He's oh yeah, he's one of the guys who does t the tapes when he's in, like. Yeah, he barely has any lines. In yeah, Donnie him and Nebraska. fucking Delmar from Oh Brother. That's who the two dudes are doing that yep. job in that movie. Yep, I remember the forget about it part. That's the most lines yeah, they the, have in the whole movie. But they're in there with a beer on his head, fucking yeah. on the couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah um, but Paul Giamatti, man, that dude is tremendous. 
He, uh, Years American Splendor is another one he's in. It's amazing. I've never seen that, but uh, uh, I've seen Cinderella Man when yeah. he's, he's uh, James, he's Russell Crowe's trainer in it and, and manager yeah. to help a movie. Very Angelo Dundee-like. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, man, it's a shitty fucking movie, but he's a gangster. Crank. Uh, or one of them type of movies. Yeah, sh- uh, a, shoot him up. Yeah, shoot him up. Yeah. Shoot him up. Fucking Clive Owens running around with a carrot killing people. But his gangster mm-hmm. is fucking tremendous. He had done perfect in a fucking superhero movie as a gangster. He yeah. is fucking amazing. I think he did one time, man. Um, I swear, I think he may be in a Spider-Man movie or something. He was a bad guy. Maybe I'm imagining yeah, from I can't, that. I can't think of any, but dude, he's overlooked... Super good. John Adams. Like, I didn't watch all that either. I watched, like, the first three episodes because it was on HBO. Uh-huh. When it was going on. At the same time, like, Boardwalk was right around that time. And those are the shows that were on HBO. And I'll, I'll throw it down for HBO anytime. Mm-hmm. Those dudes fucking do great. Mm-hmm. They do great work. It's high quality, uh, too. It doesn't feel um, second rate like a... Uh, like a made-for-TV, like, for instance, some Stephen King movies, not all of them, Stephen King varies, man. Some of his shit is fucking yeah. top-of-the-line, uh, high-budget, but then he can have some shit that's made-for-TV that's generic-feeling. Uh, like Storm of the Century, you ever seen that? No. It's about a, it's a Stephen King movie, and it's about this uh, storm in Maine, uh, and it's uh, it just kind of has a generic feel to it. You ever seen Thinner? Yeah. Don't thinner kind of have that generic feel to it you know uh unlike the shining with the which i know is stanley kubrick uh, well that's another thing too is you, he probably has the widest variety because like there's no like link between stephen king and his movies to where he gets say of who directs uh-huh. i don't know if he just i don't know why but it feels, it feels like movie companies just get to buy his shit and he has no say over it there's tons of he don't even like the shining i know there's tons he, of shit he doesn't he made like. a new shining yeah, it was terrible yeah it was generic. Yeah. It had exactly what you, See, the first It was kind of generic. They had big name actors. Yeah. But like the production. Yeah, it was, it, was, uh, it was made for TV. Yeah. So it was The Langoliers, which is an amazing story. You ever seen that one? No. It's where like these things eat time. And you can't, like, and these people were in an airplane when they get somewhere, somehow The Langoliers had eaten everything. So when they get there, there's nothing there. There's like just, there's, all the people are gone. Every, the air is stale. Like the, just time has been gone, eaten from there. And it's just, it's, it's weird as fuck. But it's a crazy movie, man. It's real crazy. Um, but just think about Stephen King, man. Think about Cujo, Carrie. Christine. Christine. Fucking Maximum Pet Overdrive. Cemetery. Pet Cemetery. Um, Shawshank. Fucking Needful the Things. The Stand. Who, who? The Green Mile. Who? Who? <laughs> who amongst these? Who in the fuck's got this many movies? Nobody. Stories, There's yeah. Nobody. Fucking Secret Window. Oh wow! I didn't know that he did Secret Window. Yeah, dude. Uh, uh, fucking um, the Running Man. No shit. Yeah, if you look, it's written by Richard Bachman, which is one of his aliases that okay. he writes under sometimes. So like, there's just all the we just had that one with Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey. The fucking I can't remember the name of that one. Just not that long ago. Man, I can't think of the it. Gunslinger or some shit. Yeah, or that's at least the character Idris Elba plays in it. Can't oh, okay, I know that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody has as much work, man. No. He's just cranked out so many. Stand By Me. That's a fucking Stephen King movie. Yeah, that's that's insane, man. Yeah, like, man. He is just... He's got a whole universe. Yeah. He's got a whole universe of shit, man. And he'll be one of those guys that'll... Like, he can be around forever. 
Nah, he's getting old now. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, don't, I don't ever see him anymore. But I, I don't remember him being young. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 40 years old. So I'm guessing he's at least 20 years older than me. At least, right? Because by the time I'm a little kid, he's already fucking made it. Dude. Uh-huh. Like, I'm surrounded by yeah, Stephen yeah, King Christine's movies. Yeah, Christine's an old movie. Cujo's a... Yeah. Christine and Cujo are both... I think Cooper... I think Shauna came out in 80. Yeah, like I would say. I, I was going to say like 77, yeah, something like that. I think, like I think that. it's a little newer than that. I think it's right around 80. I would say Christine's probably like 70s, though. Or at least Carrie? 1981. Yeah, Carrie's Carrie old. Because Sissy Spaciak is young in it. Yeah, she's a teenager in it. Now... I've seen her and shit where she's old as fuck now. Yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be weird when he Dude. goes. He's going to have, he's got so much accredited work. Just an unbelievable amount. He's got his own show on Hulu. It's a whole bunch of his stories that are all, I don't know, like, I think it's called Castle Rock, which is, a lot of his stories take place in Castle Rock. Have you ever seen Needful Things? No. Max von Sydow plays the devil. You know who Max von Sydow is? No. Um... He's in Force Awakens. He's the old man that dies at the very beginning, gets beheaded by Kylo. That dude. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, the fucking three-eyed raven. Yeah. 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 Well, the second three-eyed raven. The, he wasn't the, when they. You watch that series. There's another guy that plays him at first. Really? Yeah. yeah okay. Then, that happens for a few characters, but he's one of them. So then they got Max von Sydow. He's also played. He's played Dracula, the Devil. He's played like everything you can play. You know what I mean? Um, I believe he was Ming in uh, in Flash Gordon. That movie back in the day. But uh, he plays the devil when he comes to... He's also the main judge in Judge Dredd. Makes sense. I can't remember that, but it makes he's sense. The, he's the, he's uh, Sly's mentor. Yeah. Remember the guy that saves him later on after they've, uh, they're outside of the city? Uh, in the, they, this old dude, it's, it's that guy. Yeah. Well, Needful Things, he plays the devil. And he comes to Castle Rock and he opens up a store. And it's called Needful Things. And you can get whatever you want in there. And you pretty much lose your soul for it type thing and ed harris plays the sheriff it's a good fucking movie man ed harris is dope man yeah yeah it's, and this is before i appreciated ed harris i don't know what role it was for me that really made me like just truly appreciate ed harris for me um it was recent and it's uh the the one that like put him over the top for me is uh, recently, uh, I'm trying to think of that. It's an HBO show. Westworld. Westworld, yeah. dude. He is, I haven't seen that yet. Dude, dude, you want a new show to watch? Fucking watch that shit, dude. That is an outstanding show. HBO, again. Yeah. Uh, and he is excellent and, and ruthless, man. But um, I, I'll tell you another movie that's good with him is, um, what, is what is it? It's... Uh, he uh, is a military man, and um, I, it's The Rock. That's what it's called with uh, Sean Connery and Nick Cage. You ever yeah. seen that? And yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, he, he was good in that. Uh, his character was like some badass uh, soldier dude. You ever seen that? Uh, you've seen that shit. Uh, is it called an act of violence? History of violence. History of violence. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Ed Harris. He plays that gangster and shit with the milky yeah, eye when he rolls Joey. up. Yeah, 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 dude, he's fucking super unnerving. It keeps fucking with him, and he keeps pretending like he's not that dude. Yeah, yeah. The Joe. violence in, in Joe that, is his name. Joey, yeah. The, the violence in that movie though is ridiculous. The, like the fight scenes when when Vigo kicks ass, um, like he stomps on one dude's throat. Like they they did some shit that had not really been done yet. You know. Yeah, 
Yeah, man, Ed Harris is unappreciated. Yeah, he is. Uh, do you ever watch that Western Appaloosa? No. With him and Vigo Mortensen, he's like a, he's a, a peacekeeper for hire. Like he goes town to town cleaning towns up, and uh, Vigo's his gun, and he's he's the he's the boss, and uh, it's pretty good, man. He gets into a town, and uh, trying to think of the main um, Jeremy Irons plays an Irishman, who's basically when they come to town, he kind of runs town. He has this big ranch outside town, has all these ranch hands that get to do whatever the fuck he wants. And he don't. The movie starts with the marshals coming to take a kid, take a guy who beat the fuck out of a guy and raped his wife. He shoots the marshal right there in front of everybody. And then that sets the tone. Yeah. And then you see these guys right in town that they're here. What's to it called again? Uh, Appaloosa. Okay. The movie's oh. amazing until Renee Zellweger gets into it. And then I fucking can't stand I, Her in general. Yeah. And it becomes more of a love story between her and Ed Harris at that point. But Vigo's character, a badass dude. He's a fuck. He's a hired gun, you know. Huh. Like he got him getting. He got him with a, a scrape, and uh, him and Ed Harris made each other during the scrape. And Ed Harris offered him a job. Like, look, man, you want to yeah. do this professionally? This is what I do. Huh. You know, it's pretty good movie. Uh, Lance Hendrickson's in it. There's a couple, couple good like train killers. It's a good western. Yeah. That's something. We, when's the last time they've made a good western, man? Um. Bone Tomahawk. Which is almost like a scary ass story. I don't even, yeah, I don't even know if it's a great western. It's a as much as it is just a shocking. It's a thriller that takes place during the. It almost turns into a horror movie. Yeah. Um, I I enjoyed Three Ten to Yuma with Russell Crowe and uh, the the what's the one dude's name? Christian Bell. No. Ben Foster. Ben Foster. Charlie Prince. Dude. He, he fucking Charlie Prince. Yeah, Charlie Prince. He kills it in that movie. He he's excellent. I, I'm a big fan of Keith Ben Carradine Foster. Keith Carradine plays the fucking the uh, Pinkerton. Yeah. That he gets thrown off a cliff talking shit to yeah. Russell Crowe's mom. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Even bad men love their mama. That movie is good, man. Yeah. But, but you're also talking about something that's two thousand seven. Yeah. It was so, a long time. I mean, ago. when's a it's a long time between Appaloosa good... happened between now and then. I think that's like two thousand. What about that movie Open Range? I've never seen it before. Yeah, man, it's yeah, good. dude, it's real good. I think it's from 04, though. Oh, it's older, okay. But yeah, dude, it's real good. It's Kevin Costner plays Postal <laughs> Charles Postal Wait. I'm not a big fan of Kevin Costner, but that new movie that Netflix just came out with about Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, the and, Highwayman. Dude, he is. Did you watch it? Yes, I've okay. watched it, man. It is. I recommend I that. Cu- I got it on my queue. He, he's actually good in it, dude. This is <laughs> the first time I've ever watched a movie and was like, "Damn, Kevin Costner was like good in this movie." Like, he didn't. He wasn't Kevin Costner for once. He was a dude from the '30s. Like he. He, I always feel like Kevin Costner's the same dude in everything. He's just Kevin Costner, you know? Yeah. Um, Woody Harrelson's pretty much Woody Harrelson. Uh, yeah. He's he's who he is in every other movie. But I, I, li- I like Woody Harrelson. I'm not a fan of Kevin Costner, but I do. I, Bull Durham was good for me. I was younger, but yeah. it was a good movie. Uh, he plays Crash Davis. Uh, like I said, man, fucking uh, open range. Charles Paul Stewart. Very similar to Viggo Morton's character in Appaloosa, by the way. Okay. They're very similar. Except, even Robert Duvall is the boss in Open Range. Well, like we both love Robert Duvall. Dude, that's a good movie, man. It's a real fucking yeah. good movie. Um, but, uh, what else? I don't know. His portrayal of Clark Kent's pretty good. and that, That's one thing about Man of Steel. Like, and when, I, when I saw that, it's, it's kind of the same feeling I got from The Highwayman. He's like... Um, a value type guy, you can tell he's like in morals. And yeah, shit, he was I mean? good as uh, Clark Kent. Yeah, like it was a good role for mm-hmm. 
Uh, but yeah, I'm not a huge Kevin Costner. Yeah, yeah, guy. me either. But... Waterworld's a generic. I've yeah. watched it to laugh. It's it's got some it terrible scenes. It actually wasn't generic. It was a big budget, but it flopped. No, but it felt was... it felt like I didn't watch it till later. When it came out, I had no interest. Yeah. See, I got drugged to the movies to see fucking Dances with Wolves once yeah. when I was a kid, and that's like it was like fucking nails on a chalkboard to me. Uh huh. Like in few period pieces, I'm like you. I usually enjoy them. I couldn't. That movie was fucking terrible to me. There's man. one payoff at the end of the movie, but it's you got to put up with so much boring ash. So much wheat field, nothing yeah. happening. Yeah. There's a battle scene that's pretty pretty dope, but it's not worth the entire movie. Yeah, it's a three-hour fucking movie. It had an intermission. That's With about a minute of some brutal fighting between some Indians and uh, some cowboys. You know? Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's pretty graphic, like pretty violent stuff, uh, like hatchets to heads and stuff like that. How many actors did you not like when you first saw them and they've grown on you to where you like them now, though? Oh, a few. Quite a few. Definitely, um, I've definitely had people uh, grow me. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Here's a question I meant to ask you earlier when we were talking. Uh, who played the devil the best? Who's played the devil? Who, it's quite a few people play Satan. Who do you think's done the best job of it? John Milton, fucking devil's advocate. Al Pacino is pretty good. He plays the devil in that mm-hmm. one. Um, I'll tell you one that's... Not a good acting job, man. This fucking unnerving. The prophecy of Christopher Walken. Viggo Mortensen plays the devil. And this is like ninety two or ninety three. Have you ever seen it? No. Oh my god! Because Gabriel the Archangel is Walken's character. He's evil as fuck. But when the devil shows up, man, that's 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 some next level shit. Really, I'll have to watch it because yeah. I'm, I'm uh, a fan of both guys. Uh, Peter Stormire. You know what I'm talking about with that? Mm-hmm. He's the how would I explain him to you? Uh, he's the silent guy from fucking Fargo. Bishimi's character. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. He plays the devil in a movie too. Constantine. No, that, that's what I was bringing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a pretty good one. He's a pretty yeah, good devil. That's the one I was going to bring up. That and Al Pacino. Yeah, Those were Peter Stormeyer is his name. He did a good job as yeah. the Satan, man. Yeah. After this is over, man, I'm going to play part of that fucking prophecy movie for okay, you. Okay, yeah. It's uh, Casey Jones, Elias Cody. Okay, it's, okay. It's, it's him trying to... Basically, save the world because Gabriel's trying to bring about the. Gabriel hates mankind so much that he's trying to eliminate it. Yeah. And the devil needs it, though. The devil needs souls. So he doesn't want mankind to end. He wants the battle to keep going. That's how he gets strong. And it's yeah. fucking. It's a, it's a crazy ass movie watching walk and kill people. I mean, it's pretty pretty relentless. Yeah. Hip, shout out to Elp. He's the one he's like, You ever seen this? And showed it to me. And, I've watched all of them. There's like, it gets generic like you watch Leprechaun 1 through 6. Oh my god, Leprechaun. You know what I'm saying? Leprechaun in the hood. Yeah, <laughs> Leprechaun in space. Is there a Leprechaun yeah. in space? Holy yeah, yeah. shit, man. Yeah. yeah. Leprechaun in the hood has iced tea in it. Yeah, Leprechaun, uh, one of them has Gen- Jennifer Aniston in it. Yeah, I think the very first one. Might have been. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the very first Leprechaun. Maybe not, though. It's one of the ones where they're still out in the country. I know that. Like, they move into the house. Uh, so, is Elm Street your favorite horror franchise? Mm, probably. Child's Play's up there, though. But, um, I think there's as many good Child's Play movies as there is uh, Nightmare. I maybe like, not. Maybe I only not. like two. I like the first two. That's what I like, the first two. But I don't I, like three, and I didn't like Bride and Seed of. I hate, and there's one since then. I, I hate uh, Bride, and I've never seen Seed, but I love the first two Child's Play. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Freddy's definitely my favorite character, but Chucky's right up there with him. 
must be the funny part in both of them because Michael Myers and Jason uh, are down the list for me. I was never big on Michael Myers. Me neither. Never. I watched them in theaters, man. Uh, it was a big deal when the fourth one came out because it was, because they fucked up. Like the first Halloween's a good movie. Yes. John Carpenter, good good score. The second one's good, but the second one and the first one are the same movie because it only se- it separates by nothing. Like. From the second, the first one ends, the second one begins, which yes. I like in horror movies. Yes. So basically, like Children of the Corn did that. But even though they're 20 years apart and they're different actors, Children yeah. of the Corn's supposed to take place the next Hellraiser day. Hellraiser does it. Hellraiser. Yeah. She's still in the mental ward when it, when it, the second one takes place. She just, Christine just gets there. Same thing, Jamie Lee Curtis's character. Man, talk about a movie that don't hold up. What, Hellraiser? Hellraiser. Dude. I haven't seen one or two. Oh. Dude, I'd watch, I'd watch both the first two, though. It's, dude, part one is awful it's awful and it's gross too man like uh that those movies were the first ones to do that yeah like uh there's a lot about that movie that is just disgusting also it's disturbing in different ways not just gory and pain like the house is gross you know what i mean like there's maggots and shit in the house and then they just fuck move in anyway like without cleaning it up they just you know Walk in and the house is a, a wreck. And yeah. then the wife starts banging the dude's brother, Frank. Yeah, uh, it's disgusting too because um, he cuts himself. That's how Frank gets a little bit of life, you know, and he starts to form. Mm-hmm. And then she keeps bringing dudes home to fuck, and Frank kills him, and he keeps getting more and more whole. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's disgusting movie, man. Uh, it doesn't hold up. Like, like uh, Freddy, pretty good, dude. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street 1 is a pretty good movie. It, it holds up a hell of a lot better than Hellraiser. Uh, Storyline-wise, everything about it is better. Uh, the, the, the ceiling kill, kill scene, that part's awesome. And uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, like, um, the first few Jasons, they don't hold up well. They suck, I think. I think it doesn't get until there's several in before I think Jason starts to really get scary, you know. My favorite, okay, so same I thing. Love- one of the thing I'll say about Halloween is the first two movies are, are like Michael does his thing, the next one starts, Michael does his thing again, they kill him. Part three doesn't have Michael Myers in it. Part three is about Halloween masks, and his masks are taking over people. It uh, has nothing to do with Michael Myers. Well, that's dumb. It's called Halloween Three: Season of the Witch. Real horror aficionados love it for whatever reason. I had it as a kid. I owned it. I watched it when I'm, I'm like eight years old. I watched it. It had nothing, nothing to do with Michael. But like in 1989, he comes back. Uh, it might have been 88, 88 or 89. With uh, Michael Myers, the return of Michael Myers movie, Halloween 4. Real, real big deal. Okay, so Jason. Jason isn't the killer in part one. Somehow he is the killer in part two. He's the killer in part three. Um... All the way through part five. But part five, he's not the killer. And part five is just some guy dressing up like Jason, killing people. That's the one with Corey Feldman in it. And he's a little kid. <clears throat> but part six, J- Jason lives. That's from that point on. From like part six, seven, and eight. Those are my favorite. My favorites goes to the hell. But that's because it was the... Lot, I know Jason fans hate goes to hell because he's barely in it. Like as the hockey mouse Jason, you know, he's barely in it. But it was the first Jason movie I ever saw, and it was new. It was the first Jason movie. I shouldn't say that. It wasn't the first one I saw, because I knew who Jason was. I'd seen Friday the 13th on TV 
flipping through. It was always on, like, during the day, you know what I mean? Um, but Goes to Hell was the first one that came out that I can remember when it came out. And I remember it being a big deal. Like, MTV showed uh, a clip of it, that part where they blow him up at the beginning of the movie. Like, that, I remember them showing that on MTV and had had it on VCR a few years later. Remember the cover was Jason's mask with that snake thing going through the eyeballs. Yeah. It, that thing that was Jason, whatever, you know. It was whack, but I, it was my favorite because nostalgia, I guess. And it was my first new Jason movie, I guess. You know, what's the worst one? For me, it's Jason X. Mm, I'm, I'm going to say one. Really? One? He's not even the killer. It's his fucking yeah, mom. Yeah, mom. Yep. And the kills weren't anything. The the part where Jason, because Jason's got no personality, but the part where, I, from like I said, like six through like nine, right in there, the kills were the fucking star of the movie, not him. Yes. How he killed How the he people. kills them, yep. That became the star. So I love those. There were some gr- just great ones, man. First time he put a dude in a sleeping bag and ball batted him up against a fucking tree. Yeah. That shit was... And they're kicking and screaming and he's fixed that shit up. Yeah. He had Hulk strength. Yeah. By the way. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. like, put that dude's face through a, through the fucking back of like a trailer and you see it mold on the other side. Yes, just, exactly. Kills like that were dope. Yeah, he didn't do that early on. Early no, on. No, just kill people. Yeah, it Stab. would be like a, a, a camera angle and it would be a, a flannel. You wouldn't even see his face and then a pitchfork like that. And then it would flash to the chick with the pitchfork in her stomach oh you know what i mean it just wasn't yeah when he was he became supernatural that's when it got scary like i remember this one where he puts like a piece of leather leather or something around a guy's head and then puts it uh on it uh, behind a tree and puts a stick in it twists it up to where it's tight and then he puts a jeep on it and a chain and pulls it while this leather is like smashing this dude's head this leather strap you yeah. know and he's pulling on it with a jeep you know it's crazy the uh, remake they did in 2009 wasn't bad. It got a lot of hate because he wasn't the same old Jason. This dude was more athletic. Yeah. That's the thing about Jason. Kane Hodder in the movies back in the day. He wasn't athletic. Just a big dude. Yeah. could murder you. You could run all you want. He's going to walk. He's going to catch you. Just that's the way these movies go. Yeah. But in the last one, dude, that dude fucking would move. Yeah. Uh, there was a, the beginning of that one is one of the most brutal scenes ever. He puts them in a sleeping bag and he ties it with a rope and hangs them over top of a fire and roasts them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah, you gotta I, think movies like Saul and shit like that up the ante and what you have to do to freak the audience out. Yeah, Saul. I don't like those kind of movies. Those are like more torture than than scary. There was a period where that was the shit though oh, for the audience. Yeah, um, Saul came out first, then Hostel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hostel. There's that part where that dude takes bolt cutters and cuts that dude's Achilles. Oh God, that's awful. Yeah, I don't like shit that. That's shit. hard to watch. Yeah, yeah it's hard to watch. For me, it was Saw 3. This dude gets in this chair, and all of his limbs are locked in, and it starts turning his ankles out as it turns oh, his knees in. God. And you just hear the snap, 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 like the ligaments before the... It just I can't watch yeah, it. I can't neither. watch the injuries on television. Me neither, yeah. I don't, That's not my thing. Me you know? neither, man. I don't like that. I don't like horror, like scary horror movies, like uh, The Exorcism of Emily Rose, you know, where, like... You know, the dude's just sleeping and he wakes up and there she is on the floor all twisted up and her eyes are black, you know, like, fucking, no, I don't like that stuff. I, I, just, I don't even enjoy watching that kind of stuff for some reason. Um, I, I don't know, but, like, I love, like, Child's Play, you know, Chucky's hilarious. 
Well, that's the thing they've gotten away from slasher films. Yeah. It's now it's about spirits or like the L, that, or... that El Corona, the Curse of El Corona, or whatever yeah. we're getting pretty soon. Um, yeah, that's they just keep regurgitating that type of yeah, shit. Yeah, I'm out. good on that. I don't, I don't know. It'll do. Uh, this movie, as long as they're PG-13, seem to do well. I like all my shit to be rated R. Yeah. I like my comedies and my scary movies to be rated R. Yes. You know, I can deal with an action movie that's not rated R. I prefer if it is. But if it's not, it's not, it's not a deal breaker. No. But I can't really go into a, a PG-13 scary movie. What That just didn't do it for me. And comedies, man. Name of... How many PG-13 comedies can you name that you love? I can't name one off the top of my head. That hold up. None, right? Yeah. Not off the top of my head. I watched Pineapple Express last night. Is it PG-13? I would no, think it's fuck raw. No, fuck yeah. no. Yeah, uh, R. I said raw. Yeah, it is raw, dude. Yeah. It's hilarious. A lot of ad lib comedy in that, but like Danny McBride and fucking. That was right when he was getting. Getting, getting love? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he hadn't become Kenny Powers yet. Yeah. Which Kenny Powers is just Danny McBride. Yeah. But he gets. You know. My favorite thing is when he's like, I, I can throw a baseball fast as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, that was a game changer for me. That just another thing HBO did, though. Yeah. You know, they, they seen what they, what he was. If you've seen, like, Foot Fist Way, shit like that when McBride first got on, they were like, oh, we, we can amplify this. We can just take this and turn this up. This dude's hilarious. Yeah. Just let him talk. You know what I mean? And and from all accounts, in real life, he's not even that dude. He's real nice. He's polite. He's smart. He is from North Carolina. He went to North Carolina State. Huh. But I would have thought for sure he's, he's that dude. He's, he had me fooled. Like Hugh Jackman. You know, Hugh Jackman, I thought, was... I thought Some manly dude. I thought he was the guy from Chappie. I thought that's who he was. I'm like, ah, it's that he just played himself. No, yeah, he's Wolverine. Just a theater dude. No, he's not. Just a theater dude. Good man. actor though. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna say he he's more than just Wolverine. He proved that with uh, prestige. Prestige. That's what I was trying to. Yeah. I couldn't spit it out. Prestige. He he proved that he can do some good acting. I, I wouldn't even watch The Greatest Showman. I wouldn't even give that a chance. I don't so, care. Sorry about it. If, if you tell me a movie is part musical before I go into it, I'm out. Yeah. I'm fucking out. <laughs> um, but Danny McBride, dude, like, for me, the culmination, like, the most Danny McBride of Danny McBride's when he's playing himself and this is the end. When it shows him waking up. You hear fucking Cypress Hill start playing and he pisses on the fucking... Yeah, I've never seen this as the end. Dude, <laughs> just him. Just him, like the whole apocalypse has happened. He don't know because he's passed out in the bathtub, and he wakes up. Everybody's asleep, and they have all this food they've gathered, and there's all the food they have left. He wakes up, dude, all fucked up, gets up, pisses on the toilet seat. You see him wipe it off with his boot. He cooks all the food, makes his big ass breakfast. Yeah, he's fucking throwing toast in here like he's fucking flipping bills, dude. It's the most Danny McBride, Danny McBride. Yeah, it's, that movie's all right. That movie's all right. In it, they do film a Pineapple Express too, while they're, while they're killing time during the end of the world, and like I don't know, it was just Pineapple Express is hilarious. Yeah, James Franco as Saul the drug dealer is fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. That's the really the role that made him grow on me. Yeah, it's, yeah, because he was fucking Spider Man. He was the Green Goblin. Yeah, too the second one. He was corny man. Yeah, Harry Osborn. Yeah, Harry Osborn, and it, and they are corny as fuck. Like a. The one where he ends up becoming good is just makes me want to throw up. So how, how goody like uh, the third one? I I don't know. It's the one where the goblins actually helping Spider Man, yeah. and it's and it's him. Like he's like, I got you, but I, I I'm coming, buddy. Shut the fuck up. Like I just 
that's like almost like a, some leave it to beaver shit. It's so whack, you know? I don't like the Spider-Man movies. Me neither. The Tobey Maguire ones? No. I'm not no, big on Spider-Man. Over. I gotta be honest. I'm, I'm not a big fan of the character. I like the way they've went with it since Marvel's actually in charge of it. Yeah. Uh, playing, making, it, making it be a kid. Before it was supposed to be a kid, but it never was. Yeah, I know. It was There's always some dude in their mid-twenties playing Spider-Man. This this is this is it's done better, better story. Uh, have, did you watch that animated thing though, Into the Spider Verse? No. Wow. Wow. Everybody that, says it's dude, great. Dude, it's great. It is great, dude. It'll entertain you. It takes you through all universes because in comic books, it's not always Peter Parker yeah, plays Spider Man. It's Miles Morales, uh, Gwen Stacy. I didn't know anything about the Pig version, but I want my literally my three year olds who got me to watch it. She wanted to watch Spider Man. I'm like, well, fuck yeah, let's watch Spider Man, little one. Yeah. So I put that on. You know, it's a cartoon. And it, it's kind of dark. She dug it though. Yeah. But the 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 pig one's called Peter Porker, and it sounds generic. Watch it, dude. Sometimes sit and yeah, watch I'll it. watch it. It's entertaining. It's really good animation. It'll school me on Spider Man a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And I know I'm with you. Spider Man and Superman, and those are like the benchmark characters for each of those two comics. Yep. I don't. You can take you can take them or leave them. Yeah. Uh, when I first heard the Spider-Man was going to be involved in the Avengers, I was like, "Oh fuck!" Now they've they've done they've they've done a great job with it. I would probably take Superman in a fight over anybody, but that's just like, just because you know, um, not that don't mean I like him better. I just think like he might he probably is the most powerful hero. And it's also what makes him uncompelling, though. No way, you know what's going to happen, Soup. He's fucking, he's the best. Yeah. He's going to fuck whoever else. Why, <laughs> you can't make villains good enough to deal with him. I mean, the villains that there are are so powerful. They, like, the villains that Superman does give Superman trouble, they are so powerful that it, um, the amount of destruction that has to happen for one of them comics, like, they destroy entire cities fighting it out, you know, like, uh, Abomination and, and, and Darkseid. They're so powerful themselves that, like, Batman would could never fight one of those guys. You know, it was like he, I know he has before, but it's, yeah, Doomsday and yeah. yeah, yeah, Brainiac's real powerful. Although Lex Luthor is a dude. Yeah, but there's a version of Lex Luger or Lex Luger, <laughs> Lex Luthor that uh, he has an Iron Man suit. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one I had as a kid. That was always the one, but even then, he's just a dude. Yeah, and he's always like the main nemesis. So usually, he's he usually he's orchestrating the other guy. Yeah, he's even outsmarted Darkseid and manipulated Darkseid before. And yeah, in all their comics, Luther's president of the United States. Yeah, he <laughs> manipulates. He's real, like he's like got an IQ of a good, you know, ridiculous yeah. IQ. Well, on that super death battle shit, the superpower beatdown. Uh, they had an episode where they did him versus Tony Stark. And, like, wow, they had a lot of similarities between the two. You know, like, how smart they are. They both have a suit that they built, you know. Of course, Iron Man won, you know. But I like those. Iron Man's damn near a villain. Think about the trouble he's caused for the Avengers. Yeah, the Civil War, yeah. Civil War, fucking Ultron, like. Yeah. A lot of the time, it's just Tony fucking up. Yeah, that was a whole movie. Yeah. yeah, like, I forget shit, too. Like, I forgot Ultron. Like, remember the dude from Black Panther that has the arm cannon? I forgot that he lost his arm in that second Avengers. Ultron chops his arm off with a karate chop. That's why that guy's missing an arm. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Ultron's not a good movie. They did not follow up the first Avengers with a good movie, in my opinion. 
They went too slapsticky with all the humor. Everybody had one-liners for days. Ton, tons of one-liners in it, for sure. Um, Scarlet Witch stuck, but the, the Quicksilver from that movie's fucking terrible. Especially because at the same time, we're getting the Quicksilver from X-Men. Who's, it was awesome. Yeah. It's like, no, this is, you got the shitty one for sure. And yeah. not that that guy's a good actor, Aaron, Aaron Taylor Johnson, that's kick-ass. That dude's a good actor. Yeah. You could use him for shit, but like that version of, of uh, Pietro sucks. Maximoff, that's fucking terrible. Yeah. yeah. The other one's Peter Maximoff. I'll take Peter over Pietro any day. Pietro was yeah. terrible. But uh, yeah, Ultron left a lot to be desired. But here in two and a half weeks, we get Endgame. Man, dude. Endgame is... Uh... Uh, can it be as good as Infinity War? Like, is it possible? I don't want to, I mean, no. But what if it is? Then we're in for a treat. They filmed them at the same time. I mean, they went straight from filming that into the next Yeah, one. so they didn't have time to overthink anything. So there's, they didn't, or get the reaction from this one to yeah, change their to, plans. To, or, yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll get what it was meant to be, whatever that is. Man, so far, it's... and the vibe they had during Infinity War. Hopefully, they, just, they keep that same energy, man. Keep that same vibe rolling into this one because that shit was perfect, dude. I'm so curious, like how they're gonna overcome this fucker. Like, I ain't gonna say nothing from the trailer because I know you you don't like. I will not watch trailers. I know. I will not do it, man. I can't do it. Um, I, one piece of information slipped through the crack to me, and I guess there's a picture of um, Iron Man in a, or a Captain America in a new suit. So I know that. Huh. I didn't even see that. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, that's one thing I've, that's made it my way so far. So I'm doing good. But, man, i got to say this. We have to set something up ahead of time. We need to watch that before it drops. We need... What, Endgame? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Fuck yes, we do. We'll set something up. We have to. You know, we might have to pull like an all-nighter. We yeah, I'll, I'll do it, man. This should happen. You know? More than likely, it'd be a Wednesday rolling into a Thursday. Because usually that's when the keys get activated. That's the uh, we, they gave us our show times for it, so I know we're going to have it in at least two theaters, possibly three, uh, but we don't have the movie yet or the keys. I get back on the nineteenth from Florida. Uh, the movie drops on the twenty fifth. That's a Thursday, uh, so like the twenty third or twenty fourth, we need to work something out. Yeah, we will for sure. Cause I I can't wait, man. I cannot wait for that shit. Yeah, it's it's the best comic book movie ever. Infinity War was the best. Can't, I can't even criticize it. It was perfect. Like, you couldn't do a better job. Yeah, I've had think. people tell me they didn't like parts of it. I don't even can listen to them talk. The only like, part the I could have even done without, but I don't even mind it, is the Forge part with Tyrion. But I didn't even mind that. It didn't bother me. It wasn't that big of a part. You know, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're flashing back and forth, too, so you're not stuck with that one part, you know. Um and I love it. it was worth the payoff too. It explains how Thor gets that weapon. It's cool that it's Groot's arm as well. I love. I like that. And it's cool to find out because you you hear from the first Thor that Mjolnir was forged from the heart of a dying star. That's the only information you get about the original hammer the first time, and then you get to see where that's made. Like that. That was dope, man. That was dope in the yeah, story. Yeah, that, that's how. Mjolnir... Their fucking movies are that. The payoff. Infinity War was but like. You think about all the other fucking Marvel movies you've watched. Yeah. It's basic foreplay. Infinity War was busting a nut. Yeah. <laughs> this is your payoff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Thanks for watching. Here's it all coming together. Yeah. Everything. Like like you just mentioned Ultron a minute ago. That's how Hulk ended up in space. 
Yeah. He's on that fucking, he's on the jet that takes him into space. And then he's Hawk, so, you know, and then he just disappears. You don't see him in, in the next movie, and then you see him in Thor Ragnarok. That's where he makes his comeback, you know, where he's like, ah, there's where he's been, you know, he's been on this planet as Hawk for three years. And then Ragnarok ends with them in the spaceship, and that's when Thanos shows up, and, like, they're on the, the ship, and then the shadow comes over. It has a real Star Wars feel. A lot of eminent, yeah. They're, they, you can tell the despair. You can yeah, yeah, the end of Ragnarok. Like, yeah, because that's all a happy movie. Yeah. I mean, there's crazy shit that happens. It's terrible. But, like, it's a fun, fun ride. Yes. Definitely Guardians. Like, it was a fun movie. And at the time, it was like, is this too fun? Good. Get it all out of your system. Because the next movie, there's no fucking No, fun. no, no. It's, it's misery. Bam. Right off the rip. I mean, right up the rip, Thor's on his knees. Ebony Maul's basically giving the prologue, you know. Yep, I mean, they've already fucked up this whole ship. Everybody's, I yourself was laying there dying already, you know. Like, ooh, man, it's, it starts off like, shit. It's totally, totally different feel, right? The Valkyrie and Korg and them, you don't see them. What happened? Did they, did they bounce? The chick, the from, chick yeah. yeah. Valkyrie and Korg, that rock monster thing that uh-huh. was trying to be too funny throughout Ragnarok. They're not there. But they were at the end of that. They were in the spaceship they, at the end of the yeah. movie, huh? Yeah. Huh. So I, you think they'll show up in the next one? They didn't kill them off, so maybe. And she, and she's a good actress. Uh-huh. You know, it'd be a pity just to let her just have that once. Well, you're going to need all the help you can fucking get, by the way. Yeah, for I don't sure. I don't know how. Yeah, now there's less of them. Like, but he, he fucked you up when it was There double. is less of them, but they own Fox now. That that deal's final. So they, dude, what if we're in this movie? We're watching it, and Wolverine steps through that motherfucking... Oh, that. Imagine the eruption in the theater it will get. If it's just me and you in the yeah, theater, it's going to get gonna an eruption. Get a, it's going to get a reaction for, uh, yeah, from man, us. Yeah, man, I can't imagine. I can't imagine that they could legally do it. And he did say the only way he would come back is an Avengers movie. Oh, yeah, man. And it would explain so, dude. They, I, I don't know anything. I mean, I know comics there is, but as far as the movie, we have no indication that there's any history with any of the mutants being in this world. They don't make mention of them. They're not allowed. But how the fuck does Thanos have three scars on each side of his face? Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Like, where does come from? It makes sense if it was Wolverine. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's cool. We'll see, huh? Yeah, dude, I can't imagine. But but this with X Men, not just X Men, with that franchise, those franchises that Fox owned, you absorb them. Would it be dope if the X Men were in this movie? Yeah, man. I tell you what, dude, that new Dark Phoenix movie looks fucking good, dude. That movie, I know you don't watch trailers, but yeah, the yeah. trailer's amazing for that movie. June seventh, June seventh, that comes out. It lo- it looks like Michael just all right from the trailer. It looks like Michael Fassburner steals the show, dude. Good. It, it really does, dude. Good, dude. I'm like, waiting for him to take that next leap. Dude. Magneto in this, in the trailer, dude. Like he just, I, I love his solution. It's always the same. Like if you're a threat, you gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Subtraction. Yeah. He's the ultimate subtraction guy. Yeah, man. We'll it, get you out of this equation. We'll be better. The problem is, the problem is, it's the Phoenix. You know what I mean? It's like, good luck, fella. Try your... Tr- go ahead and try it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He'll take a shot. Oh, yeah. At uh, all these, they have a comic with Magneto being... He's still a, he's still Magneto, but he's uh, 
Fighting for Good. Forget the name of it, but it's, he's it's, went it's good a couple times. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. there was that one episode. I almost bought it just to see where it goes. Yeah, there was a uh, one episode where him and Charles uh, go back, and they end up in this different dimension and like this jungle and shit. And there's and Charles can walk. They're real confused. Uh, you know, Magneto like helps him out, and uh, you know they they help each other throughout. You know, so Magneto flashes back and forth, even in X Men Three. The, the pyro dudes, like, I'd have killed the professor myself. I'd, I'd have had a chance. And old fucking Gandalf stops him, the old school Magneto. He's like, hold up. And he gives the speech about how Charles has done tons for mutant kind. And he's like, my only uh, regret is he had to die for our dream to come true. So they, they, they write those things in there to let you know how tight him and Magneto were. And then that was before you got to see the movies, you know. Then you find out, like, Magneto's the whole reason he's paralyzed. Like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. I didn't know that before. Like, that Magneto was the reason Professor X was paralyzed, man. That was nuts. Yeah, I'd never seen, Mag- I'd never seen Professor X out of the chair. Yes. You know what I mean? I never read X-Men comics. I just watched the cartoons growing up. Me though. too. Me so that's too. My refer- that's always and, my reference. And cards. I had uh, the 1990 fle- uh, 1993 Fleer Ultra set of, of X-Men and on the back of the cards it had little stories and little uh, like I had different Wolverines like uh, the Weapon X Wolverine uh, like and it would tell you everything about that and like who Cyber was a guy that uh, I found out like that's the only guy Wolverine feared the only person that Wolverine ever feared he's this dude that's all buff and his arms are metal like Colossus but he's not his whole body's not metal like Colossus just his arms but, uh, his name's Cyber. His name's Cyber. I don't remember him. Yeah, he's he's uh, not old Wolverine's arch enemy, but he's on Wolverine. Yeah, that's another thing. On the like Wolverine, it'll list his enemies on the back of the card. You know, almost like stats for a, a football card. You know, but it's X Men. Those cards are amazing. The the nineteen ninety three set. You still have them? No, wish I did. I've looked them up on eBay to buy, and um, I can buy a set for about fifty bucks. <coughs> I, I wish I still had them, man. God, the artwork is amazing. Well, it would be dope way. if you had them to put them in those long like sleeves you get for a That's book, what I had them in. And then like, kind of frame them on walls and shit. Check out how I lost them. I, I got talked out. I was a little kid, probably 11, 10, 10 or 11, and I got talked out of them by a high schooler. Like, talked me like into giving them to him. <laughs> you know how that is when you're like yeah, a little yeah. kid. And he gave me some bullshit Spider-Man cards. That sucked. They were real cartoonish. Like the X Men, like they looked dope as fuck, man. They'd be all shredded and ripped. And then the the Spider Man cards, they weren't in sleeves. Like I gave him a Trapper Keeper. It was, that's why it was a Trapper Keeper, not like a three ring binder. And he gave me just a stack of Spider Man cards. Just completely talked me into it. He was probably like 15, 16. Yeah, just taking advantage of the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm a so dumbass. You were a mark. Yeah, I was a... <laughs> and I fell for this shit. And I gave this dude a whole fucking set almost. I mean, I mean, I barely had any... I let another dude borrow them. And then he arranged them for me. And actually put them in order. Like, so... Like, because I, I had them more than there was no spaces. I just filled up every sleep. He actually took them all out and reorganized and put them in order and then like where the card I was missing he would leave an empty slot you know what I mean so he probably filled that shit up so he probably wouldn't got the missing pieces yeah well it wasn't that guy that guy actually gave them back to me he was a friend of the family yeah and he just did it for me like because he was all on the comics and stuff that guy was and he was probably 
like 17, 18. He was even older. But he was a friend of the family, so he was just doing it to be cool. Gave him back to me, and that dude there, uh, my neighbor, his name, the guy's name was Charlie, uh, and he uh, he was like lived like a hundred yards away from me down Shawnee Street in Bainbridge, and he fucking talked me out of my shit, oh. fucker. I was a stupid kid. Yeah, I didn't know so, any yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that happens. Yep. I remember having a Weird Al Yankovic tape, the one with I'm Fat on it. Yeah. And I'm like in fourth grade. And there was a kid, probably seventh or eighth grade, on the bus, and he wanted to borrow it. And he was supposed to, and it was like right towards the end of school, and like a dumbass, yeah. I let him borrow it. And I never got that motherfucker back, dude. Dude, did I did the same thing with my favorite baseball bat ever? It was a birthday gift too from my grandpa on my mom's side. It was a Louisville Slugger aluminum bat. It was black and gold, which was dope because I went to Paint Valley at the, at the time, and we were moving. Like, we, we were going. We're moving from Bainbridge to Londonderry. And when you're 11, you might as well be moving to, to the moon. Yeah, right? I mean, that's clear across the county. But when you're 11, and I let this fucking punk bitch. I even went down. My mom even sent me down to the fucking park to get it. And he's like, come on, man. Just let me borrow for one more day. I'm like, I ain't got a day. We're leaving, dude. And I ended up giving in and just leaving the ballpark and letting him use. Because they were, like, in the middle of a baseball game. Uh, you know what I mean? And I let him uh, let him have it and moved to London there and lost my best baseball bat. That they all loved too because it was like just perfect, man. Everybody that swung it was like it just had that perfect weight to it. Like you know, that's why they wanted it for. Yeah. <laughs> well, shit, man. This is going to end on a bad note. Us getting got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life lessons. Yeah, life lessons. Don't let people borrow your shit. Yes. Especially life- when you're young. Yes. And if you let it, people borrow your shit, make sure you get it back. Damn. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, shit, that brings it into this episode. Run out of time on this. So uh, thanks for going down that rabbit hole with us. Yeah. That one went, that was all movies. It was all movies. Yeah, yeah. But so, that's what's coming up. Yeah, so if you bullet point notes, Game of Thrones this Sunday, two weeks after that, Endgame. This is fucking paradise for us. NFL Draft, too. Yeah, this shit's... Like, there's plenty to do. Gastelum, Israel Dos Anjos, fucking yeah. Dustin Poirier, Max Holloway. Yeah. This is a fun month, dude. Yeah, dude. You're Outside right. of my birthday. I was about to say, yeah, shout, shout birthday. out your birthday. It's coming up, son. Yeah, it's Thursday. They're not fun anymore. Yeah. They're depressing. Yeah. I don't like them no more. <laughs> I used to love oh, birthday. Hilarious. <laughs> All right. Well, that brings it into us, man. Shout outs. Hit, catch us on uh, Full Contact Radio. Available everywhere. This piece of shit's available. You can't miss us. We're everywhere. Yep. Be up in your earpiece. So until next time. Peace peace out.